0: What's going on in the room, Mike, that you're in right
1: now? This is my amazing hotel room. It's, it's like it's incredible. It's Are like we on Pally? the set
2: of the next VHS. I know, really yeah. like
1: wallpaper uh, the wallpaper's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really great. Like it's called the Palace. Yeah, dude, I... <sighs> It's my joint for sure. Yeah. Did oh, you bring those God. with you or were they there?
0: Seriously.
1: Yeah. Dude, I, that that would be a move I would do, but I, I walked in here and I was like all right, this room has my blessing for sure. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. And and we're not just here to talk about Mike's hotel
2: room. Um, I'm here with uh, Mike Nelson. Howdy. Hello, and Natasha Kamani. Hello. Uh, VHS eighty-five, which just played Beyond Fest, and it'll be on Shudder this week, October sixth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which I loved it, and not just because you're both here. Uh, I really uh, dug the movie. And I'm interested how how it even comes about. Like, do each of you already have a script? Do they give you guidelines? Like, how does it come about? How does VHS 85 come
0: about? We can start with Natasha. Sure. Yeah, um, actually, it's interesting. I think Mike, Mike and I have somewhat similar stories. Um, I had a, a project that was sort of a very loose concept that I had been throwing around with the writer Zoe Cooper. Um, but we hadn't really been able to totally break it, and um, we sort of had like this image and this sort of loose concept that we had been tossing around. And then once it sort of um, became 1985, once we had the year, it was like all these sort of incredible, um, incredible things started clicking into place narratively and in terms of the script. So it was sort of like a really um, sort of elegant uh, thing that had kind of been floating. You know, you have these concepts that are sort of floating that um, really like came down and got grounded and and found its, you know, expression in this 1985 context. And and really like the sort of dialogue with today's world is one of the main uh, kind of fun things about the, the movie overall. But I think in our segment, particularly we were interested in doing. Um, so all that sort of came to life when we entered the world of 1985.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. I'm going to get back to that one second, because I also want to ask how Mike got involved. And then I'm going to ask that very point because I have it in my notes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this was, uh, this, this one kind of came out of the blue, um, when, uh, I was asked to, to, to come to it. It was, um, I think one thing that's really great about, uh, VHS is just the, the openness that, uh, um, the producers have to just like hearing your ideas. And, and when you get that call, um, and I say that to anybody out there who like wants to do a VHS, because like, this is something that I've wanted to do like watching these movies uh, over the years has been, you know, very like inspiring. And so like, then when you get the call, like, Hey, do you want to be a part of one of these? You're like, Shit, yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Um, that would be amazing. And yeah, uh, th- to, to your point, like there, there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of uh, connective tissue between all the directors and there wasn't a lot of rules with what you had to do with the story. It was just, do you have an idea? And then it came down to do the producers like it, and in my case and in Natasha's case, that was a resounding yes. You know, they 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 enjoyed what we had to bring, and um, that was that was really exciting. Like I had I had an idea uh, that had just been sitting on my computer for um, like about three years that everybody told me was too weird, uh, it would never get made, and um, yeah, so really uplifting, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it. Um, then when I got the call from Josh Goldblum and he was like, dude, like send me some ideas. And I was like, I have some. And I sent him this one. it was very clear that like I was going to be able to, to make this thing that everybody said was, was impossible. And uh, they made it possible. So really cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, both yours have great twists. And so we can't give too much away. <clears throat> and uh, Mike, yours is told in two different parts, which is interesting. Was that done by like on your idea or was it their idea to cut it, you know, into segments?
1: um from from the get-go it was always supposed to be uh two separate chunks it was the chunk on the lake and then the uh uh, the 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 celebration um yeah that that was something from from the pitch phase talking with uh with the with the team was sort of like this is how I see it I really want to get separate points of view on the situation and I think that was also kind of one of the the deal stealers too was like oh that's really interesting you know like we we haven't played in that space before let's let's go um i don't know if anybody thought it was going to work if anybody thought it was going to land but i was excited about it and uh they all got excited about it so we just we just went with it and um i don't know i feel like i feel like it paid off in in the end yeah i
0: i remember the first time i saw mike's segment um in a larger context uh and it, it's a really, really fun re- moment of realization for the audience sort of unfolding the puzzle of, of the, the full movie. Because um, it's sort of interwoven in such a sort of elegant way. And Mike's piece is such a fun plant yeah. Playoff. You know, they're yeah, all fun chaos, Yeah, because you
2: don't realize the second part is part of the first part, you know, at first.
0: But watch it again. The movie is a really fun repeat watch. But but Mike's got a lot of, there's a lot of little sneaky things that you start to notice on repeat viewing. Oh, so interesting. It's yeah. a fun
1: Fun yeah, segment. every segment has, like, no, I, I mean, we've seen the movie how many times, now, Natasha, and, like, it, <laughs> it, like you do, you start to notice, like, in every segment, there's, like, these little things that you, the first time, maybe took for granted, or just kind of went, went along for the ride, but then you just, you do, you start to notice all these little extra details, and even through, like, the fuzzy, grainy footage that, you, yeah. that you're given, um, that you given, that just, just add to the experience. It's
0: a lot of love, yeah, in each segment.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Natasha, when you're talking about,
2: um, you know, the, uh, yours really ties into modern day. And as soon as I was watching, I was like, it's very topical today. Sort of the, the rise of AI and <laughs> yeah. and the soullessness, I think, of art. People, you know, because they AI art and then you have the death of God. So I thought it was great. And it really, to me, feels like a like a, like a great Twilight Zone episode.
1: Thank you. Instead of
2: like in the future or something, you know, it's set in the past, but you're talking about something today.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what great science fiction can do, right? Yeah. Like, um, I, I think, obviously, VHS is a horror franchise, but it definitely dips its toe into different subgenres of horror. And I think, um, you know, 85 definitely lends itself to satire and dark, 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 dark comedy. Each, every single piece has, has really dark humor in it. But I think our piece definitely lends itself to the sci-fi lens. It's a little bit like cyberpunk, a little bit, you know, um, in that world, and so by sort of using that lens, we're able to, you know, look at our own world, and it's not just something that lives in 1985, but it's something that also lives in 2023. Um, so that that was definitely something we wanted to do, and Twilight Zone is a perfect example. That's that's exactly what we wanted to do. We we sort of saw it as a one-two punch, plant payoff. You know, hit hit with the joke at the end and. Let people sort of think about it and decide for themselves what you know where they lie on the, all the sort of ideas that are being thrown at you in the piece. um So yeah, Twilight Zone is a really it's <laughs> a good is a good reference for us. Yeah, yeah but so but we, you know a lot of those a lot of those tie-ins are are real. So so for example, people always talk about the iPhones line, but the the truth is that's real. That's they were really referring to. There's a there's a thinker and an artist named Jaron Lanier who we pulled that character from. He's a real life guy. And he was really referring to his VR goggles as his iPhones, you know? So, so this is all, it's all real stuff. We just pulled it and put it on a stage and recorded it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So when you had the original idea, was it always going to be set in 85 or did that really change like, uh, you know, how you made the story?
0: No, no. The original version was set in the future. It was like a totally like, you know, they're in deep space and yeah, it was, it was very different, but I think it was, it was kind of aimless. It didn't really have like a point. It was just kind of like, Hey, wouldn't it be crazy if you were in a suit and it ate you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I think, yeah, it, it grounded, it grounded the piece and, and, and made it a little bit more present. And um, you know, we shot, we shot Mike and I both shot last year actually. Um, and so all this craziness with the AI and the new I- the iPhones and all this shit is just happening. So I don't know, the God of technology is yeah, bad
2: for everyone else but good for your film yeah <laughs>
0: bad for civilization but good for us yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: um well, both of you guys have great uh, gore in your film so i'm interested like uh do you like when you're working on yours do they have a completely different crew or is there like one crew that that you know works on all those shorts
1: it's different it's, yeah yeah it is. it's different crews yeah wherever you're shooting and the people that it's great you get to you get to work with people that like to work with like it you know it, it's so it's it uh it kind of like at least in my case it was kind of going back and working with um because I shot mine in, in Minnesota and in Wisconsin working with the crew that um I was uh used to working with uh, much like kind of back in the day like several years ago um when I was doing you know more commercial work in shorts and being able to bring all those people back on board, uh, work with my DP who, who, who shot Wrong Turn and a bunch of other shorts with me back, um, back uh, several years ago. It was just cool to get back in the gang again and uh, create and, and, and make that magic again with those people that, that you're familiar with. Uh, Mike, yeah, I'm going, sorry.
0: No, no, same. same. It, it was just, we were working with our, with our, with our peeps, with our people. Um, I will just shout out real quick, Patrick McGee did our uh, special effects on Technogod. Um and he was also on Ratma. So he's he's done a few VHS pieces, but um he's really brilliant. He does all the universal horror nights creatures and oh, stuff. Sweet. So well, he's, he's as a as big giant mom. teddy bear. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. So yeah. uh sometimes I think in um found footage stuff, they rely on a lot of shaky cam and moving the camera around crazily. And something in yours, Mike, is there's a, a scene that's very motionless, and I thought that was really effective and um so you see you know, a dead body and hear people talk and you can see the clouds are moving so i knew my screen hadn't froze up and Mm -hmm. i so just wondering is that was that in the script to be shot exactly that way is that something like you found while you're filming it or something you did in editing
1: i think you know it was something that we had the fun of discovering doing phone footage which was um exploring like what you can do with a camera that you would maybe be told not to do on like a normal short or feature. Because, you know, the, the idea, the the, the gag is that, you know, this is all happening and somebody's just rolling a camera. So in our case, like when somebody gets hurt and they drop the camera, it's still rolling. Uh, It just so happens to find a frame that's pretty grisly and we just let it go. And I think that, that was really like, opening experience because it was something that like I we were able to push and explore and that I, I realized to myself gosh I want to do more of this kind of strange exploration even if it's not found footage like letting mm-hmm. letting a camera roll and letting somebody pass in and out of it and yeah. letting the audience be like what am I looking at? oh my like forcing the audience to watch something that might make them uncomfortable. And you just have to sit there and, 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 experience it. I think that's um, it's, it was a really great tool, uh, especially for, for these, for these shorts and, 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 for, and for the, the thing on the, on the boat. So.
2: Kind of along those lines, Natasha, how much did that change uh, your, your story when you found out you're part of VHS and you have to make it a found footage film?
0: Oh, I was really scared of found footage, so I—I was—I um, I mean, of course, I said yes. I'm not yeah. I'm an idiot, but um, <laughs> but I, I was definitely—I'm definitely a filmmaker, um, and, and Mike does beautiful work as well. All these filmmakers on this this VHS um, do really incredible cinematic work. So I think all of us were like, "Oh, we don't have our normal you know bag of tricks." <laughs> um, but yeah, just like Mike said, I just—I truly fell in love with it. I ended up feeling really liberated by the process. Um, and uh, pushing myself and my team and specifically my DP, you know, I think DPs are very like, no, <laughs> the control, what am I going to do without the control? So it was a really good exercise for everyone. And um, I, I, I completely agree with what Mike was saying. Just can't wait to integrate it into my next project, even if it's not found footage. But that energy and that attitude is definitely um, really liberating and exciting.
2: And had you had worked with the main actress before, Siobhan Michelle, uh, she's great in it. I can't really, you know, since it's <laughs> primarily her, you know, you have to have a strong performer in that role.
0: Yeah, it's a one woman show. Um, Siobhan is a collaborator of mine. Uh, we've known each other since college. And yeah, just whenever I get an opportunity to work with, with your people, you know, you want to do it. And she's, you know, she, she was perfect. I knew she would nail it. And um, yeah, it's, she, it's a one woman show that goes wrong. And I knew she would be game. <laughs>
2: And uh, for both of you, when you f- saw the saw it for the first time with an audience, all put together, uh, you know, w- with you know how it's edited, and uh, what what did you think? We'll start with Mike.
1: I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a chunk. Like you're just like you're. It's like a devastating. It's like the it's like a very de- compared to like ninety uh, nine. It it goes in in really really dark grimy places. Um, I think you know. Uh, it's gonna be interesting uh seeing people's reactions when you when you see 80s horror, you're thinking like, oh, is this gonna be a little bit more goofy and like all just slasher-esque and like, you know, crazy you know, like gore effects and all that? But like it surprises you in, in the directions that it goes and, and where the and where the filmmakers uh took took their shorts and when you bounce from short to short and then you jump into into uh David's wraparound and then you come back into you have no idea what what you're going in for, and the subject matter is truly that underbelly, gross, like grimy '80s vibe. Uh, that kind of un- unfiltered uh, '80s, like not the um, not, not the glossy uh, nostalgia that that I think yeah. we're so used to seeing now. And that, to me, was one of the most exciting things watching it through. I was like, "This is the '80s, man." <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I'll just quickly say exactly what Mike said in terms of the movie. I'll just say personally, it was really fun to be a part of a community of filmmakers um, who are all just so talented and watching it with the theater and seeing, I mean, people seeing, getting reactions to your own work is always cool, but it's like, you know, seeing Mike's moment, that moment, getting the reaction was like, yeah, it was like this kind of cool, like, we're, we're really like a team and seeing the whole thing cohesively unfold as though it was one vision um is is just really fun and was super um just just a a, a really a rare a very rare experience because usually we have this very solitary experience you know like oh i'm putting my soul on the screen so to be able to sort of be like rooting for for the other p- segments was um i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it we so did I there it was, was a
1: great team vibe like when we all finally got together and showed this thing and we were all together um promoting and screening it was just like there, yeah, there was a really cool connection uh, that we found, and and we all just, you could just tell we all, we all love movies. We all love this movie, yeah. and uh, we're all very excited to, to be together doing this. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, I,
2: I loved it, and I mentioned on the show a lot because uh, I grew up in the '80s. '80s stuff is nostalgia isn't just big hair, metal bands, and Rubik's cubes, and I think of it more of a, a sleazy, grimy movies, and I thought VHS '85 really captured that, and it really does feel like. Uh, sometimes I watch the anthologies, and they're kind of all over the place. Some are great ones, and some are, you know, not so good. Uh, but it felt like they were all uh, connected well, and it uh, really worked.
0: Brilliant! Thank you so
2: awesome. much. And uh, thanks for doing this.
0: Thank you.
1: Thanks, Neil. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.